if I was a cartoon slug, that's what it would sound like. So I like it. Hello, this is Drew here with my little sister, Ashley. Hello. Welcome back. I've been here. What do you I mean? Know. <laughs> <I don't... laughs> yeah, it's it just feels like a chaotic start to the year because we had um, you were out for a bit and then we had the 200th episode. We've been recording on different days. I don't know who to blame. Um, maybe it's maybe it's the you can new blame my child. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's also on me. I have another podcast, you know, a podcast mistress, uh, the Academy oh, Theater Podcast. And we've been recording those the last two Mondays. So that's one oh, reason. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. What huh, day do you think in general, you know, good time to talk about this? What what day in general do you think is your best day to record? Um Willow thinks it's today, but I think it is my dog that's barking. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There's so many noises happening in my house right now. <laughs> um, I think the best day to record is probably dang, it's hard. Maybe Friday. <laughs> okay. So or Wednesday. Shoot. Wednesday or Friday probably are the best. Okay, let's shoot for Mondays and then um <laughs> and then <laughs> go the... from there. That's fine. That... It just it can't be Tuesdays. Or I would say Thursday, Thursdays, but I could do Thursday before trivia night. Perfect. Um, no. Well, this is the Thursday, so welcome to a little behind, a little sneak peek at our planning. <laughs> oh, but man. at some point, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know the best day to release the podcast. If we had a live audience right now, we could involve yeah. them. We've done Tuesdays. We've done Mondays. I think we we used to record on Fridays and then maybe try to put it up after that. So Sometimes I don't really, Sundays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like honestly, um, now it's a little different when we were doing, um, old stuff, we could record We could watch it whenever we wanted because it was already yeah. out now. Sometimes like a new HBO show comes out on Sunday. Um, and we're trying to like record and release it sort of close to when it, when it premieres or whatever, but mm-hmm. Then again, it it doesn't always matter. Um, we're not trying to be the first to do everything. No. We're just trying to be the worst. No. We're just trying to be something. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is new release, a movie and wait, a TV and sometimes movie podcast where we watch something new, then decide if we want more. You got it ninety percent that time. You didn't say each week. Well, it doesn't say that on the outline. You're right. So. Oh. <laughs> so you get a 90 percent <laughs> it's it's uh, we are a weekly podcast regardless of which day we record and which day we release we have recorded for 202 weeks total that is crazy yeah. in a row <laughs> i guess i can also say but yeah 200 202 episodes without missing a week is a big accomplishment almost better than 200 yeah i feel like slightly better than 200 <laughs> And I feel like that's because of you, obviously, because if it was up to Thank Derek you. and myself, um, there would be like 102 episodes, maybe. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I'm sure Derek will be back on at some point. And there was one week, I forget what this was in November, where I was not going to put out an episode. I'd kind mm. of, I think it was the week I was sick or mm. 
Some, no, it, that was a different week where we almost didn't put out an episode. Uh, but I was just going to put out a newsletter. And then Derek was like, we got to record, right? And so he saved the day that oh, week. Oh, way to go, Derek. And, okay. Yeah. I think what's happened now is I've gotten less rigid about what we just talked about. Like, it doesn't yeah. have to come out every Tuesday. But if it comes out every week which it has <laughs> that would be awesome <laughs> and we'll connect we're gonna we're gonna keep um pushing along because we love watching new tv shows i, I love watching new stuff and movies and, <laughs> yeah and movies when it's when it's warranted and just like this the thing that i have mentioned when we switched back to watching tv that's been that's probably my favorite part aside from you know actually watching it is forcing myself to look up what's coming out or mm, sample mm -hmm. things that I wouldn't sample. Otherwise, um, in the case of this week's feature presentation, which we'll get to in a minute, going to go back and revisit past seasons of something. If we're doing um, like a new season with Wrexham, you know, I just oh, jumped yeah. in with season two and I just wouldn't have watched that otherwise. Yeah. So. And you don't regret it at all. Um, no, not very. <laughs> no, definitely don't regret it. Um, thank goodness, you know, disc golf season was over or else. Oh my gosh. I wouldn't have <laughs> watched any of it. <laughs> it's about to, it's about to start back at the end of the month. So I'm, I'm eagerly waiting for, um, my lunchtime viewing to oh resume. <laughs> um, However, we need to look back on what we watched previously on new release. Cause we have a reigning tv show champion yes. that is returning every week belt. and yeah until it gets dethroned by something more interesting to talk about every week i don't <laughs> know that our feature presentation uh, is going to kind of like whether we like it or not is yeah. going to warrant an every week update but true detective night country certainly Oof. does and we have finally made it to christmas Merry Christmas. Oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to text you because we were talking about it last week. And I was like, wow, this is a bleak <laughs> Christmas episode. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, pretty rough. Pretty rough. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm still going to watch um, the show, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, so we're, we, we left off with episode three with them. Um, well, actually, I don't even remember where we left off, but. This one is just kind of um, them continuing to look for Clark. Is that who yep. it is? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they get some leads on where he might be. And Navarro goes rogue, as she often does. Yeah. Uh, well, she has a horrible family tragedy. I, it's all a, kind of a jumble in my mind. So I was going to mm -hmm. let you sort of um, toss out some highlights or talking points because I'm all over the place. <laughs> having. Okay. Seen it three days ago with with what I remember. I do remember it was Christmas. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going on. By the end of season two, they find Annie Kay's phone in the trailer, and so they find the footage. That was a very uh, season two. Sorry, episode three <laughs> <laughs> of season four. <laughs> yeah. episode forty five. Um, no, the end of the last episode, they find her phone with the footage um, before she gets like taken somewhere, and they realize in this episode that she was in some type of ice castle, which isn't near or ice cave, which isn't near the location she was found. So she was moved. Right. Which is interesting. Yeah. When you were yelling at me last week for not remembering something, is that what it was? The the phone footage? 
Uh, no, it no, was, it was like a, a hospital bed right. of him standing up or talking to Navarro. Yeah. Anyway, but they're um, obsessively watching. Like, yeah, this this little snippet of the basically the murder captured on film, yeah. right? or on phone, mm-hmm. film, whatever. That um, is. On phone film, and so you just hear her screaming, and then obviously the phone is dropped, and ha- somehow it gets. But the interesting thing is, somehow it ends up in the trailer. So like, someone's moved her phone from there to the trailer. So I think Clark found it and like brought it back or something. Which I just I thought see. about that right now because I'm like, how did it get there? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I I would say my main, I I I am so, you know, on board with the the setting and the performances mm-hmm. and the ambiance of of the show, the Christmas vibes. Even though you know now we're in February, <laughs> uh, uh, the the you know seven days of night and that we're whatever day of night we're on. I love like this whole set up i'm starting to lose my way with yeah. the mystery <laughs> or the one which mystery i'm supposed to care about like yep whether it's aliens whether it's just uh, what the spiral has to do with anything mm-hmm. um does which it is everywhere up? now so like yeah it's just like is uh, i heard another podcast talking about this so i don't want to completely rip it off but there is um a delicate balance between just a straight up supernatural show where you accept yeah. supernatural stuff in a procedural like crime investigation where mm-hmm. there might be some weird shit going on or some like the the killer is um leaving clues like the zodiac killer or something and you can you can piece those together but i guess i don't know whether i'm supposed to like Every if everything is connected to some larger supernatural force, does that undermine the detective work somehow? Yeah, yeah, I'm starting to feel that way as well. So I'm like, wait a second. So does any of this exist? Is it all in there? Is it all in her like Navarro's mind or someone's mind? Like, are all of them kind of like seeing the dead? Are they not seeing the dead? That older one makes appearance. Who's like my favorite character, and I can't remember her name. Yeah. So oh gosh, name. her Christmas uh, feast that she prepares yeah. is, is beautiful. And she was like, "What did you do before this?" She's like, "Oh, I just like worked. For, I was a really like a professor at some crazy college, probably like Harvard or Yale or Ivy League or whatever." Yeah. Um, yeah. and she realized her life was meaningless. I like her character a lot. Anyway, um, with that being said, like she talks about how she sees dead people all the time, and so I'm like, "Well, Navarro is starting to see dead people." And then I just, it's getting, yeah, it's getting a little confusing. You have diagnosed, you know, schizophrenics or people with, at least in the world of the show, like her yeah. family history mm-hmm. has people that, yeah. that see, um, you know, see things that aren't there, at least whatever that means. I mean, like to other <laughs> people, you have yeah. Jodie Foster's character who is the like pragmatic Pop who only who doesn't have any spiritual connection, you know, beliefs. But she keeps or... seeing that giant bear with no eye. Yeah, exactly. At a certain point, it's like um Jamie and I have been rewatching X Files, which pairs mm. nicely with True Detective. And yeah. I always was under the impression that um Mulder um character was like right some of the time but some of the time mm. like there was an ambiguity between whether it could be explained by logical reason thinking or it was all you know aliens and supernatural stuff and it turns out it's just a supernatural a really 
clear supernatural force every episode and he always sees it and some of the other characters see it so it's just like oh. if, if if this show is gonna constantly show us things that defy mm-hmm. realistic explanation the characters you start to get annoyed with um yeah. jodie foster's character if she won't accept what's clearly mm-hmm. in front of her eyes yeah like the polar bear and when um Navarro comes to her and asks her why she's like holding on like you know they keep lying to each other even yeah. Navarro lies to her mm-hmm. that she's seen anything like weird because they flash back again to the murder scene of to Annie's murder no not Annie's murder no scene. that random guy yeah yeah and she lies about the fact that she saw a ghost or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. at that point um, yeah and then do you want to describe the end of this episode is very chilling. And maybe if we just go in, if it just picks a lane and goes full on supernatural, I'm I fine think it's with that. going to. Yeah. Because, so, yeah. So I like, so Jodie Foster's character gets pretty turned up. She gets drunk while looking at the videos. <laughs> yeah. And then she all of a sudden decides that she needs to get picked up and they need to go on like a scavenger hunt and looking for, uh, looking for, not Clark, another person that was part of the exposition that was like the engineer or something, but he's disappeared. And so they go into this, is it like a, not a water tank? I don't know what that industrial building is supposed to be. Yeah, some kind of multi-level um, industrial, like water processing plant. facility okay. or yeah, some kind of plant. So they go there and instead of finding the engineer, they find... This German is a German guy. I don't really remember much about him, but she finds him and he's like blind maybe and has like he's going through a lot of shit and on some drugs or was doing drugs up there and kind of just like warns her to like leave everything alone and stop like searching. And then Navarro goes, sees her sister floating down like the water plant. Right. She thinks she sees her sister. You see the teal hair. And so she follows that and leaves Jodie Foster's character. And then at the end, you see Navarro just like staring at, is it a tree? Christmas tree. Yeah. Staring nice. <laughs> staring at Christmas tree. And there's blood like coming out of her ear, which is like one of the signs that's happening to people. It's like blood in the ear. Then they go blind and then something else happens. It's like the beginning of some type of, not psychosomatic, but just something that's going on. Um, yeah. They basically kind of like been taken over by the, the, the force that is causing people to see all this evil, you know, or, or see the reality and, and no one else can see it. Hard to, hard to say a couple details there. The, the scientist or whoever Jodie Foster finds has the jacket on. Oh, that's right. So he was wearing. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So he has that smiley face, um, patched jacket. So that, he so he got that off of someone or that's you know significant mm-hmm. and we i alluded to it but we forgot to mention that navarro's sister who has been you know having yeah. like manic episodes throughout the the series there's a spoiler at the beginning of the episode a um trigger warning or whatever you call it like um a warning oh i didn't even see that so. yeah it says oh. if you're sensitive to uh, suicidal content or or something like that. Mm. Uh, so I was expecting it because of that pre-show. Oh, warning, I didn't see that. So the I, point. Yeah, yeah, it's the point of those warnings. <laughs> um, yeah. 
to you know not um, cause any more emotional harm to somebody that 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 would be sensitive to that. But mm-hmm. um, so I was expecting her sister once she has another episode. Jodie Foster finds her, and Navarro has to take her to a facility, but it's a facility where she can just kind of walk out yeah. and and then she walks uh, in a really haunting scene mm-hmm. onto the ice naked and and then we just see her kind of disappear into the darkness and and she turned her body is found later and she just kind of like you know walked off into the uh, to the edge of the ice and fell in the water and mm-hmm. and killed herself so and she also folded up her clothes really nicely just like the team's clothes were found so just as yeah, a- yeah and she in it's not really necessarily what pushed her over the edge but one of the last things that happens before she does that is in her room uh, she looks under the bed and sees a, a a dead person i don't know like a a dead a vision of a dead person i don't know if it's someone we're supposed to recognize i think it's just... one of the scientists oh really i thought sure. it was a woman but i might be misremembering no i thought it was a guy with long hair okay that's but possible I think clark has long hair yeah but the orange rolls out from under the bed, the same orange that right. Navarro found randomly on the ice and then th- or found and then threw it out of the ice and it came back to her. So there's a whole bunch of weird shit happening. Yeah, and we talked about this last week, but I mean, you're not doing any of your own detective work. No. You don't have like a cork board with oranges and spirals and different. <laughs> no. yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's not how I watch yeah. the show either, but I know that's how some people watch it and then they or at least read you know, articles for the uh, from the people that <laughs> the amateur online detectives that that yeah. piece all this together. I don't really want no, to I don't either. See everyone's theories because as long as it's a coherently written show, you should be able to guess if you guess everything. Yep. <laughs> or if you have the collective <laughs> power of the internet, mm-hmm. you're you're gonna read the right answer eventually. So I don't want to read it. Um and true detective but, is yeah. very good at piecing everything together. So like it shouldn't yeah. But I mean, if it goes completely supernatural, then all bets are off. <laughs> exactly. They could well, float into space like a giant baby, like Nathan Fielder. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If it if it surpasses the ending of the curse, I will be over the moon, so to speak. <laughs> um, any uh, anything else you want to say? Um, you're going to keep watching, I presume. Definitely going to keep watching. Um, I really like Navarro. So oh, she gets the shit beat out of her this episode as well yep we we didn't mention that she <laughs> after she gets the the news she like freaks out a little bit at the um the facility yeah you know misguided anger because it's not really their fault but then she also um uh targets her anger at the guy who is like who, who beat the we, woman in the planet in the very first yeah like basically yeah. the first scene of the the series so yeah. that guy deserved it but she picks on she picks a fight with three dudes and and gets her ass kicked yeah i like her boyfriend interest or whatever yeah i know he's Uh, incredible or kavik or Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, something like that um but yeah i'm excited to keep watching and see where it goes because and it's getting like kind of creepier so i don't know I'm getting a little Definitely. like i mean we're getting ghosts and dead you know visions of of a little sixth sense extreme yeah yeah. So. Yeah, it's it's really tough like with um that character he's constantly trying to connect on a deeper level with her and and mm-hmm. she just on uh, in a different 
way than, than Jodie Foster, but they're both equally closed off to human connection because of how obsessed yeah. they are with their work. So I don't foresee that changing for either of them, but you never know. Maybe they'll fall in love. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's other. kind of like the undertone. Not not like same for McConaughey and, and Woody Harrelson. Yeah. It's like, yeah, always the platonic or, you know, in some rare cases, <laughs> mm-hmm. actual romantic love but below the surface. But but yeah, they have a mutual respect for for each other. And mm-hmm. um I definitely am enthralled with their their relationship and with the just like I said, just the tone of the show. I do hope it picks kind of a direction yeah. and and that makes it easier to to know how to focus on what to focus mm-hmm. on tune in next week <laughs> yeah so that's it for true detective night country um now it's time for our feature presentation what are what are we watching this week we're watching curb your enthusiasm the final season which i think is season 12 15 yeah. Yeah, so I don't... Did I play a, a trailer for this last week? I didn't because um, it's season 12 and like I said, he swears that this will be the last season. So <laughs> um, I've got the the trailer pulled up here and I'm just going to be playing it blind so I don't know what where it's going to start, but here's a little snippet. Whether I'm right or <laughs> Antibiotics. Yeah, antibiotics. And that gives men breasts. Well, Larry could grow breasts. I thought of Larry with breasts. Well, he was, you know, you get pretty cute. It's, it's not good for you. Pretty, pretty, pretty cute. I gotta be me. That's what happens when people have sex. They say, I love you. You're very special. People talk like that? Yeah. Men do that? You're small, you're petty, you're jealous. You're a walking fucking virus, Larry. I gotta be right. Oh, <laughs> that's <laughs> <of> emotion. <laughs> um, so yeah, we watched the first episode of season 12, the final season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. I was reading earlier that this show has been on for 23 years. <laughs> what? Wait, because what ha- on oh, average, they no, just on average, it's been every other year. Oh, uh, okay. So wow, yeah. that's nuts! <laughs> Holy cow! Okay, yeah. And then I could have uh, started watching it when I was thirteen. Well, and then when did Seinfeld start? I mean, so Seinfeld oh. was mid nineties. So yeah. you know, you can add ten more years on on onto that. So Seinfeld's eighty nine. Oh, so yeah. Well, I guess I had the math right. Well, I had the number right. So. Basically, 30 plus years, three decades of wow. this point of view on the world, this kind of like cynical, um, dark comedy, um, a little bit nihilistic kind of view on uh, or misanthropic view on um, uh, human connection. <laughs> <laughs> and... It resonates. Obviously, Seinfeld was more in the format of kind of, you know, more um, uh, palatable because it had the ensemble. It had some of the the traditional like tropes of a um, friendship sitcom, but it still had that cynical view. Mm-hmm. Herb is just so Larry David focused that. Yeah. It's all cynical and all kind <laughs> all of the time angry. Um, 
observational humor. So I'm really curious if you hadn't watched any Curb before this, what what you thought? Yeah, I think I maybe watched 10 minutes of episode once before this. Um, let's. I really like Seinfeld. Okay, okay. Trying to be positive. I, <laughs> I see what you're doing. Uh, it's just too negative for me. He's too cynical. I can't handle it. He's too curmudgeon and too grumpy. And it just makes me like, it's not a show I could binge watch ever. Mm-hmm. And when I was watching it, I was just like, this just makes me like mad. <laughs> Even if you like agree or like if yeah. I, if some of the things that annoy him resonate, it doesn't mean it's fun. They don't annoy me to that extent either. Yeah. Like, it's like so over the top, like when he was talking in his car to his phone and like that trying to get bad. directions. That was, that was bad. That was dated. That was very old person humor. I was like, this isn't, is. yeah, I was like, I get it. And like everyone can relate to it. But like this is going on too long. I actually don't care. And it made me just angry. And then I think they're just, and I don't know how this, I don't know how the show started. Like, I'm not sure, like, if he was always like this, I mean, is this character, but if he was always this cynical, it just gets to the point where I feel like even like that character that they have, the girl who's like the 20 something millennial or Gen Z or whatever, like, I can't handle that whole thing. I just, it's just too much. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think in the last season, which I haven't caught up to yet. So I'm, I restarted at season six seven to just kind of drop back in and I've been enjoying it. I, I really like the show, but obviously I kind of just forgot to keep watching at some, at some point. Yeah. And so this was a good excuse to um, pick it back up. But I, I think they introduced this, this um, young Larry um, concepts like young Sheldon mm. in the previous season. So she was, she was on there uh, uh, on the show before this, but but yeah, how broadly like an obnoxious and, yeah. and Gen Z or millennially that character is 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 not really reflective of anyone I know or you know it's yeah. it's it's just a it's just a caricature of a person and so I mean and that's that's what a sitcom does I guess but it's just um, like so over the top that I just can't handle her and he's being so cynical yeah. and then it's just like it was just too much for me it's too much. Yeah, so I I started watching it and I was telling Jamie like I'm I'm enjoying it. It is what I remembered. The only thing I don't love about it is when he's like when the humor revolves around like him just yelling and being angry and she's like, "Wait, isn't that the whole show?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Ah, well, maybe <laughs> you kind of got me there." But well, there's and, degrees yeah. of it. <laughs> well, and the whole underlining stick about like Brooke versus Brookie, that whole thing at the party. I was yeah. like, I could I, th- I I mean, I would maybe that's the more subtle, like uh, not. I don't want to harp on the word observational because that's just been like so um, <laughs> up, over applied to to Seinfeld. But like little weird um, observations about about interaction or or you know like light transgressions are more fun, like blowing those out of proportion, but not. But it lasted so long. Sure. Yeah. Like when the stakes are the stakes are zero, like whether mm-hmm. you can call someone by Brooke or, or Brookie, I think that's when the show is the most fun because it's absurd to care and it's absurd yeah. for her to like draw that line and he can't let anything go no matter how minor it is. I think that's when it's fun. But mm-hmm. when he's just like legitimately mad and yelling at yeah. his phone, like that I find off putting. 
Uh-oh. Yeah. And like, I liked it when like the bellhop or ever like walked him to, like he didn't want him to walk him to like the restaurant or whatever. And he's like, no, I'll walk you. Like that awkward, like humor. Yeah. I like that. It's just the show overall. I just was like, it's too much. <laughs> yeah. So um, let me look up a few things to make sure I don't get. Like, I'm curious to see if I would watch the wrong. first episode if it was like, if it was not so over the top or, you know, how it started. Because I feel like now, since the last season, potentially, probably, that they're just really going for whatever they want to do and it's missing the mark for me. But maybe the first couple of seasons don't. I don't know. Yeah, from what I rewatched and from what I remember, I would say that your mileage is just going to vary overall mm. from episode to episode. If you don't find more redeeming qualities than not, um, yeah. What about like something like Always Sunny? I mean, do you resonate? I with really, that I liked Always Sunny a lot. Yeah. So you can be like, I guess the other thing that was revolutionary, for lack of a better word, about Seinfeld is they were bad people they were mm, misanthropic mm-hmm. you know um uh, un people that you shouldn't like or want to be friends with yet they were on to something and the fact that like not everyone is happy-go-lucky or i mean not that characters hadn't been unlikable before but like they were annoyed by things in the world that people hadn't you know typically were, were supposed to just kind of like take in stride so mm, it was mm-hmm. cathartic and it's and always sunny takes that to a whole nother level yeah. of like <laughs> you get some kind of like sick validation by watching mm. them behave as badly as you might want to behave at some yeah. time. Whereas on Curb, it's like Larry David's uh, way of apply, you know, like acting out the wish fulfillment that we might mm-hmm. want to act out isn't as universal or like. It's right. just one. It's one person. So, like on Seinfeld, it's it's filtered through all the different the different character lenses. On on Always Sunny, it's just like such so ridiculous the situations that they're in that that you get a you you're a little more detached, and mm-hmm. they're just like so transparently bad people um, that they kind of have their own fictional universe that they live in. But with this, it, it's it's like realistic. I mean, it feels yeah. just like it's him. Yeah, but he's <laughs> but, just yeah. Yeah, I just feel bad for him, and also don't like him, so it's confusing. <laughs> yeah, and then, but then there's other characters like so Leon, his black friend who's lived with mm-hmm. him for uh, for a d- decade plus for no explicable reason, which I heard Larry David talking about. He's like, don't you don't need to ask questions about that. We don't have <laughs> any answers <laughs> for why he moved into the pool house and never left. Um, but we even meet like. Leon's mom and that's mm-hmm. that's kind of fun like you see warmth occasionally yeah. and that's you but might it, see the more of that in other fake. episodes sure so then it's like he, a ticking time bomb yeah. I mean yeah it's Stressful. it's either it's either fake when he's doing it to the um the guy who's hosting the party mm-hmm. uh, the South African dude yeah. like then it's just straight up fake because he's being paid to be cordial but he can barely <laughs> he can't do it mm-hmm. and then it's fake when he's you know talking to him on the f- phone or going through that weird you know exercise with him um, oh yeah Ugh. I mean did you and then did you feel good that he like got exposed at the end with the fo- the dot the corgi butt dial no I thought that yeah. was so stupid 
<laughs> yeah. Like at that point, I was like, let him get away with it. Like, I don't care. And then that happened. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like, right. Cause you're not rooting for the other guy either because no. he's a little bit um, of a complicated mm-hmm. character in terms of what his motivations are and yeah. why he's, how he's accumulated his wealth and his positioning himself as African. <laughs> uh huh. So, yeah, it's, uh, I thought one one thing that was interesting about the show is that it ended with that political statement. Oh, maybe I didn't even. <laughs> well, it's just people <laughs> waiting. Um, Leon's mom's waiting in line oh, to vote water. in Georgia. Yeah, and that was like just commentary on a real um, wall that that's so was ridiculous. yeah was like in place during the last election cycle, and and um, this is an election year, so. I think, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's no accident that he's kind of just in getting a little politi- politicized with mm-hmm. the, the content. So, well, and I think like in glimpses of the show, like the skits, kind of like the two minute, like little, or one and a half minute thing with the what we just talked about. And then the mom with the gla- his glasses falling off his head because she stretched him out. Like those moments are great. Right. It's just I can't watch a whole show of just like glimpses of things. And then like the underlying stuff the, or the main stuff I don't care about. So it's unfortunate. Yeah. It's unfortunate. There's kind of these little like musical interludes where he's like blow drying his pants and it has mm-hmm. a quirky music playing. And mm-hmm. then, you know, something the the other thing that Seinfeld did a good job of and, and he's always done is like these nested storylines. So, yeah. and I think that was really influential on other sitcom writing where if you see some kind of encounter with the maid at first, you know, it's going to pay off later in the episode. So that can be satisfying as a viewer. It's, it's good writing, Mm -hmm. but, um, but yeah, I agree. Some of those little moments, like, uh, someone, uh, something that I read pointed out that the scene with him walking down the hallway with the, the, um, hotel employee Mm -hmm. was unusual and, and effective because, there's never silence or people not talking on the show. <laughs> and that was just their oh, awkward yeah. silence. That for was so like yeah. Uncomfortable a minute. Yeah. Uh, so that's, I don't know. That's a new gimmick <laughs> or a, like a new um, way to, to um, find some humor in, in the mundane everyday aspects of, of his life. And I, I'm guessing, you know, you're not eager to to watch no. more. Yeah. No, I'm yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's it's hard. It's it's not a show that like you can uh, convince anyone to watch. Either they're going to find it hilarious enough most of the time. I guess I I sound, sounds like I'm more on the fence than mm-hmm. I would expect most people to be, but that's just cuz it's a comedy and it varies yeah. from episode to episode. Um in terms of how uh, well the jokes the jokes work. I mean, if you can watch The Curse all the way through, I feel like you're going to watch this show. <laughs> yes. Um, but it doesn't have a continuous narrative like The Curse. So mm. I think for me, um, if we're jumping into Do We Want More, I, I definitely want more and I want to watch all the episodes that I haven't seen or haven't seen for a while. So it's just there's less urgency when there's no, mm. you know, I had this like through line. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I could wait till they're all out or, but if I do that, then I'll, 
probably just forget about it like I did for the last <laughs> six years. So I don't know. It's it just kind of, I don't watch enough comedies. Um, so rather than rewatching The Office or something, I definitely need, uh, I, I, I think I would benefit from mixing it up with watching this. You could pick uh, it up. You could pick up that Seth Rogen show again. Just kidding. Yeah, if only that was a comedy. It's supposed to be <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sad comedy. Yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, do I do watch... that one more, but that's okay. Okay, yeah. Do you? I mean, do you still watch Always Sunny? I haven't in a long time. Because um, talk about a show that's been on for a while. I mean, they're in there. What season are they on? We should watch one of their shows. One of their episodes. Because um, they're in the final season too, aren't they? I think their goal is to go on. I mean, obviously, most shows' goal is to go on forever, but um, season sixteen seems to be the last one. No, I don't. I don't think they're. I don't think they've announced an end. I mean, they're already season maybe, seventeen was confirmed in twenty twenty, and it's already renewed through season eighteen. Dang. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Aside from like we, yeah, maybe we do need a special category for some of these like modern legacy shows, like. How weird would it be to revisit Grey's Anatomy, which apparently oh my is, gosh. is still going. <laughs> and That's still going to this is. Yeah, I mean, I would I think we should do that if we have like any lulls in the schedule of revisiting the first episode of like a major show that's been going for 20 years. Yeah. So Grey's Anatomy is in season 20. Wow. Um, one that's near and dear to um, my household is The Simpsons, which is oh. in uh let's see season 35 <laughs> oh my gosh but i think always sunny has the crown currently of the longest running live action sitcom or comedy or or something because simpsons it's a little easier to keep going because you don't have to uh, age the actors <laughs> yeah um for Grey's anatomy i have no idea what the hell what what they're doing <laughs> i think they've just replaced it's basically just a soap opera um, yeah, it was always the soap opera, but I guess what they do in soap operas is just have a lot of churn of mm -hmm. of the characters and actors. So, and they split off and do different shows too, like different um, spinoffs of Grey's Anatomy with the characters. Yeah did did you watch? How much did you watch growing up? Not much. I probably watched more than you. That was when I was yeah. kind of in my peak. I'll watch anything that's on primetime TV or any kind of popular um emotional drama uh so i was watching it week like you know weekly pretty pretty religiously for i don't know like six or seven seasons and then wow yeah <laughs> i did not do that well um i guess that's it for our curb discussion i'm glad you watched it it's um have you seen every episode of seinfeld no how have you watched that just like in reruns whenever it's on? I mean, reruns, like not anymore, but <laughs> yeah, reruns like randomly. I feel like yeah. I was in like a Seinfeld like stint for a bit and then I dropped out of it. But you kind of go you... through like a, just watching it. You're like, oh, this is so funny. This is so funny. And then you kind of forget about it <laughs> and then go back. Yeah, I haven't really watched, rewatched it much since I, wa I remember watching the finale when it aired live mm -hmm. and. Before that, I was never watching it, you know, week to week. It was already in syndication. So I would just watch it at 6 p.m. on TBS or whatever, watch two episodes a night and had definitely seen all the way through multiple times just just in that format. 
-hmm. I've never picked it back up since it's been on like Netflix or whatever it's on now. Have you watched it on a streaming platform? I did. No, I watched it on a streaming platform. I don't remember which one. Uh, Let's see what it's on now. Um, I don't even. Seinfeld streaming. I'm just curious because it's, I know like at one point, I think Netflix, Netflix has it right now. Yeah. And YouTube and Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. So, but yeah. Yeah. So, Seinfeld over curb for you. Always yes. sunny. Where does that fit in? Uh, Seinfeld first, always sunny second. Curb. curb. Not really. On the list. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I thought more in advance, I could come up with a, a list of like cynical dark mm-hmm. sitcoms because the the comedies i love the most like uh eastbound and down or something that's its whole own yeah <laughs> whole own beast but uh but always sunny i'm sure they've talked about it a bunch is absolutely a spiritual successor to mm-hmm. seinfeld well um let's do our final activities for for the day <laughs> so each week when we watch a show or a movie we take something from it and we sell it in our gift shop I would suggest that we sell glasses of some shape. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about. Well, you d- you did mention like Larry David gives Leon's mom his glasses because they no, wear the they're same. taken off of his head by that annoying girl. Oh yeah, <laughs> he doesn't. He wouldn't have done that. <laughs> no, you're right. She stretches out his glasses, <laughs> and he can't wear them. <laughs> and then he she gives him a pair of her glasses, which shouldn't fit but let's just assume that they're a more like robust frame yeah Um, they're like these angular cat eye kind of yeah exactly cat eye rose patterned (laughs) glasses so he wears those for which is a good visual gag so to speak um for the for the episode but okay so what what are you thinking though i and they have to be the larry david signature glasses like the little um, oh yeah his little spectacle kind of circular but yeah well there'll be um there'll be guest prescriptions so we'll just put in whatever prescription we want so you don't know what you're gonna get what's the opposite i, I have a I have a brilliant idea bear with me great um, oh, no. <laughs> larry david obviously sees the world through a um a cynical glass. vinegar yeah vinegar colored <laughs> so <laughs> yellow tinted glasses yeah what's the opposite of rose colored putrid green yeah it'd have to be like some like like snot green like mucus mucus colored glasses okay Gross. mucus <laughs> colored there's your sound bite i'm just kidding glasses yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that's fun because like yeah it definitely fits the the theme of the show so mm-hmm. perfect good job by us um Next week, uh, unless you have a better idea, um, I was thinking that we would watch the movie or the the show that we didn't pick um, for this week. <laughs> oh, Mister and Mrs. Smith. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's anything else that I'm dying to see that's come out, and I've heard anecdotally from a couple people that it's really good. Spoiler: I started watching it. Would you? Do you think we should do it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Um, <laughs> and they're all available on Prime, right? 
Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, so you don't have to, or fortunately. You, <laughs> you don't have to say if you're done already. Um, but that's great. You've already done your homework for next week. So yep. if you want to hear us Rewatch. discuss... <laughs> yeah, if you want to hear us discuss Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And then we've got some cool stuff coming up later in the month. You'll get... We'll either have a guest or you can have a break for the avatar netflix show that's coming up oh i'm definitely not gonna watch that yeah okay so <laughs> avatar the last airbender the the anime not the oh um is it a, is it a show or is it a movie it's like, gonna it be a live action show so there was oh. another popular anime one piece that came out last november on netflix or october and okay. they did a live action version of it so this mm. the last airbender is i don't even want to say which network it's been it's been on um to get it wrong but it's been an animated show that was really popular and now they're doing a live action version so that's oh, a week well, or two we, away. May, so maybe because after you watch that one anime movie it was so good that i'm like maybe i should get into anime and start watching more was it the one of the miyazaki movies uh, yeah Spirited away? yeah it was Spirited away it was so good so yeah maybe we'll see okay well um that's it for this week if you want to subscribe to the podcast you better then <laughs> search <laughs> new release podcast on spotify or apple or any other podcast place ashley that's a threat you better <laughs>